In conversation with Josh Mockett, this is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and in today's episode I sit down with a young wildlife photographer from South Africa, and we basically just talk a bit. That's it. I do think that, and you'll hear from the discussion as well, there's a lot of young upcoming wildlife photographers in South Africa and elsewhere, and I don't think that we as a community are necessarily doing what we can to give these guys more airtime to help them to get them more reach. They're the future of our craft. So maybe down the line, I've got a couple of ideas and um, yeah, I think it's time we, we pay more attention to some of these young guys. They have phenomenal images and yeah, like I said, they're the future. So anyway, we just had a nice chat this morning. I hope you guys enjoy. Make sure to go and give them some love on Instagram and I will see you in the next episode. Cheers. Enjoy. Okay, Josh, good morning. Hey, how's it going, man? I'm all right. It's new. Fantastic. So for the people listening, who's Josh? What does he do? All right. So I'm a 17-year-old um, amateur wildlife photographer. Yeah. Um, aiming, well, I'm aiming to be a photographic guide within the next five, ten years. Okay. Um, hopefully do my for Gaza next year um, and then see how it goes from there. I've been photographing for about seven years now. You um, started when you were 10? Yes. How? Re- re- tell me, what, what happened? Did you just one day play with your dad's camera and then it worked? What, what made yes. it happen? So I was, we went to Kruger um, yeah. way back 20, 2014, just before that, the, the World Cup. Oh, yeah. And we... So I was, I actually thought Kruger Park was like, actually like a playground kind of park. I didn't even know that was like a wildlife place. Yeah. yeah. So then my mom got me this little, this tiny little camera. Mm. Um, and then from there, I started taking little videos and taking pictures. And then about a year later, um, some old camera gear got stolen. So we got money from the insurance to get another camera. Mm-hmm. So then I got my dad's old camera, and that's when it really started to kick off. Nice. Um, what camera was a, it? It was a. It's what my dad's using now. I'm using his actually proper proper camera now. It was a D three <laughs> Nikon D three hundred S. Not a bad camera. What, so what are you shooting now? I'm using a D seventy one hundred. D seventy one hundred. And happy with it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before we carry um, on, if I say to you, budget is no option. What lens and what camera are you buying today? Uh, four hundred two point eight. Uh huh. Um, oh, it depends. Depends if what I think mirrorless is the way to go nowadays. Yeah. Because everything's going that way, but I would probably go look at a, the the Canon R six. Yeah, it's a proper camera. Um, I'd actually have a look at Olympus, like what you're going, because I've seen that's really really good. Um, but I think um pro- probably I'd go uh Sony. I think Sony yeah. the A. A9 Mark II on there. Yeah. It's a, um, I shot the Sony A9 recently in the manga, and it's nice. It's fast as hell, but then the A1 is now the new beast. So this thing tracks. I mean, it tracks anything. But the problem with it is it's so damn fast. I think on some of the frame rates, you're shooting like 40 frames a second or something. Yeah. And, and, and this thing is yeah. like 40 meg- megapixel images. So I had this one guy, and you'll understand this. He, he, he's from America. He's, it's his first African safari. We get to a cheetah sighting. We watch the cheetah sighting from start to finish. And we, we literally, so we see them run. As we pull up to the side, 
and the, she's still suffocating this thing. And Adam starts shooting. He shot in one sighting with the speed and the size, 600 gigabytes. No shit, 600 gigs in one sighting. So that's the, that's the one problem. So with, with yeah. something like that, you have to be controlling in, in the way that you approach your craft. Otherwise, something's yeah. going to give, man. Yeah, no, when I started, like that D300S, it right. shoots at seven. Mm. And I would, my dad said, I didn't know the settings or anything. I don't understand. So my dad put it on program for me and I just shot. Yeah. I told me just keep just keep the camera still and make sure it's focused on your subject. So I was like, okay, cool. But then every time, no matter what the sighting was, even if it was an Impala, I would be just firing 500 pictures at once. Just, just tear it up. No, non-stop, non-stop, yeah. And then now, when I think about it, I'm just like, that shutter count has just gone when it should be there. Oh, yeah. No, that's crazy. Do, do you remember, so, so I remember for myself when, when, because my photography started internationally, I, I was traveling, so it was travel photography. But I remember the single image that I took on my, it was a, it was a little Sony point and shoot thing at the time. It was at Kwamaritani in Pilansburg. Oh, yes. At that underground, <laughs> the long tunnel. Oh, I love, yeah, I love that place. Oh, that's so, so I took a shot there and um, it, I still remember looking at the back of the, the screen was like fucking this small, right? And yeah. I looked at it and there was that singular moment where I thought, this is pretty cool. And it was a click for me. What is your image that you remember taking that you thought, I want to do this from now on? Oh, uh, well, my, one of my favorite images, I was just, can I, are you able to see my phone? Yes, yes, yeah, I got it. Let me show you. Because that's probably my, the timing, like this was when I, before I started to understand composition mm-hmm. at this time, this was December, 2019. Yeah. But I didn't really understand settings. Okay. And we had a cheetah sighting. So we'd been tracking this female cheetah with three cubs for about four or five days. Okay. And we had a couple of sightings of her, which she crossed the road quickly and hit off. But then the next, I think it was about three mornings later. Okay. Um, we had her right in the open for about yes. two, two, three hours. And they were stalking for the whole time. Right? Okay. And these three cubs literally just stole the show. And I managed to pull, I got this. Yes, that's proper repetition, eh? Yeah, I don't know how, but like my dad just said, shoot that, shoot that, shoot that. When they were walking like that. And then I just kept on shooting. And then I found the one where they were yeah. in that. So how, how old did you get that shot? 16. So, little, so, I mean, what you must try with that. Just show me again. Have you posted on Instagram? Yes, I think so. I think I've seen that. You must try and do a like a soft monochrome on that where you, you darken the shit out of the background and then the three cheetahs going in layers back going mm. one by one by one darker darker do you have um uh do you use nick filters no why not i don't know i don't know how it works i've never i've never had it do you want so, to yeah Okay, cool. While I will hook you up. So, and when we're done, send me an email and with the email address and I'll hook you up for a download. It's, I mean, I think it's like $70 once off, but you need that. It is a phenomenal, okay. it plugs into Photoshop and into Lightroom. Um, and I'm going to start doing some tutorials on it quite shortly because the, the, this oh, yeah. is the newest version. It's going to take your processing to a next level. It is sick. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely check that. I've heard of it. I've heard you speak, I'm speaking about it. Yeah, no, we'll, so we'll hook I'll you up. Go. That's great. Right, um, cool. Tell me now, how does it work? So you get home from a shoot. Let's say you go out for the day, Pilansburg, you come back. What is your workflow, start to finish? 
So I'll obviously I will download all the pictures and put it into the the right files and everything. And then first thing I crop the image. I would always I crop the image. Okay. Then I'd go do low uh, general adjustments. Yeah. All in Lightroom. And uh, uh yes, at the start. And then mm-hmm. I will do my selective edits if need be. Yeah. And then I will go into Photoshop for the um sharpening i don't do the masking in lightroom i do the sharpening in photoshop which and which then, technique then in photoshop would... do you use do you use uh, more sharpen or a i use unsharp mask okay yeah yeah and then um i use also use the lasso tool quite a lot yeah. to remove distractions content made for the just, win, huh? yeah <laughs> and, then, and um and then I'll just there. and then I'll export from there. So what are you doing with the images? I'm I'm looking over your right shoulder. Are those images of yours? It looks like a leopard on the wall. No, these are of some of my some of the people who in Plansburg, who one of the guides that I go with. Okay. Um, called Heinrich Neumeyer. Oh no, not... yeah. Okay. So um, what are you, what are you doing with your images right now? I mean, your Instagram is cool, and I'll, I'll, I'll in the in the description to the podcast, people listening. You guys can go and follow Josh on Instagram and go check his work. What else do you do? Do you print? Do you share? Do you what do you do with it? Um, I try my best to print to make a bit of a bit of cash from it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think I literally just I just print. So I'll I'll do. There's a guy close to us who does like overall printing on digital and canvas, mm-hmm. and he does very good rates. So I can still sell them. I yeah. try work with that place called Pickflick. Yes. Um. But I've, you don't just you just don't get that the same amount that you you would if you're doing from your own home business. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I mean, do you have do you have a website where you sell? Do you? I'm starting. I'm working on it at the moment. Yeah. What website platform are you going to use? What do you mean? <laughs> like to to build your own website? Do you have you looked at something already or not yet? Um, I think so. Yeah, my mom's like I think it's Wix. It's Wix, and then Wix. that other one. Okay. Now, now, just if you're going to do, I mean, your, your website will probably be very image heavy. You're not going to blog and write and stuff like that. Or do you want to do that no. as well? No, maybe, uh, maybe so I'll Wix, get onto that. Yeah. So, I mean, the, uh, we'll talk a bit about branding and how you can brand yourself, but um, Wix is great and it's, it's a super easy platform. Um, the other one that's very easy, that's similar is Squarespace. Oh yes, um, Squarespace. I but if you want to have a proper portfolio, which you can sell from internationally, and you, you can do basic writing on their blogs is um, you have to go smug mug. That is okay. the win. So what it also is. So, so I'm actually either today or tomorrow, I'm going to do a tutorial on how to take it from smug mug into any platform. So it's literally, you go into Lightroom, right? You mm-hmm. link your smug mug account. And instead of having collections underneath it, you've got published services. You create your collections inside of smug mug. So each collection becomes a gallery on your own website. So if you update it in Lightroom, it updates the website. You also then get the app on your phone, which is updated in real time. So anywhere in the world, you can have your app go to an image. It's like galleries. And just watch the video later today when I post it. And then you can see it straight to Instagram, straight to mail, straight to everything. And people can internationally purchase your prints to put on a fucking coffee mug or a mouse pad or a t-shirt. And you can set up your own prices. Look at Smug Mug. It's amazing. Um, There's a... There's a lot of smug mug. Yo, there's a lot of people asking about it. So I will be doing some tutorials on it. Um, and then we can maybe help you set it up. It's it's the way to go if you're looking to sell prints and get some visibility. It's yeah. really cool. I'll definitely look at that. Is that how you created your website? 
Uh, yeah, so so I think the one you went on, jerryfinvold.com, that is a that is a WordPress website. WordPress, um, that's the other one that my mom looked at. So now if if you go, so so all of these have costs associated, right? So mm. Wix is a one source, Squarespace is an annual fee, um, SmugMug is an annual fee. WordPress can be free, but anything that's free is not great. So it's, it's quite cheap. Yeah. The yeah. if you are gonna go WordPress, um, drop me a WhatsApp because then um, you can look at the, the templates that you buy. So it's a one-source template purchase, right? Okay. And you then, so mine's called F-Stop and you then okay. customize it. It's okay, okay. because I'm, it's more of a blogging thing. I need to get back into blogging on my own website. But, um, but as, a, as a, just a visual thing, it's really cool. The one, if you want to see what the other one looks like, I haven't paid much attention. It's, sm- um, hang on, jerryfinnevel.smugmug.com. And okay. that's the visual side of it. It is, I think for you right now, maybe Smugmug's probably the best bet. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a good option both ways, but WordPress also works. Oh yeah. yeah I'll definitely, yeah. I'll definitely smug mug. Sounds like very good. It's amazing. We, 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 I'll tag it out as well. So if they listen to this, maybe they can hook you up. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, yeah. I've lectured for them once or twice in San Francisco. It's a really cool company. So we can check, okay. but let's change gears quickly. Five photographers online who inspire you go. Oh, I hate this question. <laughs> Sorry, man. You knew it was coming. <laughs> um, oh, Oh, so um so obviously most of the wild out oaks like i can't choose like a top five or anything like i'm just because i'm on your call i'm going to say you right, because you say otherwise this call was done yeah <laughs> so, so i mean because and i also want to know what you look for like what when you scroll through looks at someone you say this is pretty cool you look at someone's work and then you start following them so what what, what is things that you look for and who are those people I find a lot of the time it's unique where you like, let's say, let's take Marlon, for example, now when he's at Troby, mm-hmm. where you get those guys where you get some people who are bird photographers, but they don't it's the same kind of picture all the time. Some of them aren't close. Some of them are very far mm-hmm. where I feel Marlon's got that whole variety and that the quality is consistent sure. where you get some people who they, their images are good, but the quality isn't okay. like, up to standard um okay so, so now i like i like that hang on one sec i like what you're saying there so let's for a moment just pause the photographers i'm, I'm going to take the wild eye people out of the equation we don't exist right now oh. but before we get to the names what is it that is unique about an image if you had to describe so you and i are photographically literate right we understand yes. composition and technical and stuff yes how would you describe to someone who is a, a who is a, a photographic imbecile who doesn't understand the, the language what makes a unique wildlife image well, you two we, two years ago, I would have said an image is clear. That doesn't necessarily make a what, like sharp. I'd, yeah, sharp. Okay. But like I'd say, composition is always one of the most important things, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel the way the I think the way it's processed mm-hmm. that it makes that it looks as natural as possible. Sure. Where like you get some people who will make the background black. Mm. but then you can still see grass on the, the lion or whatever yeah and then i don't that uh, that just doesn't work mm-hmm. where i think i wouldn't say there's like i say composition definitely and i think the managing to capture the setting mm. to in, increase the the strength of the image yeah and then also make sure you you're picking like the right moments so like mm-hmm. if a lion is walking you don't want it when it's standing up you'd want to look front paw like this for example 100%. 100%. yeah 
um and then same with same with all animals like some of my friends like if an animal is standing up mm. in the middle of a road it's not the same as let's say it's a cheetah on a termite mound in the mara where oh, you yeah, have yeah. to make sure you have to have that sitting mm-hmm. tie in with the subject itself mm. where let's say you've got a lion in woodland you wouldn't really expect that yes. so, the, so i love what you're saying because it's it's you only mentioned the technical side once in the beginning. And 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 I mean I did a blog post now a couple of days ago where I talk about how technical is not the goal. Or it was a podcast. Mm. Technical is the tools, creativity is the goal. Technical is the exactly. tools, composition is the tool. So I like what you're saying, but the other thing that you, you've gone down quite a bit is like animal behavior, like you mentioned the foot, and animal yes. behavior as in on a road, on a this. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss. I think yes. the understanding, and because you've been going to the Kruger since you were how old? All the time. 10. 10. Oh, okay. So that's enough for So there's a couple of years, right? Yeah. You have more of an understanding of animal behavior than a lot of people who is international who come to Africa and run safaris. Because. Yeah, that annoys me. Oh, we'll talk about yeah. that in a second. So what happened? Karen's. Oh, God, don't even. So, so what happened then is, you know, the, the definitive, people look at your images or mine or whoever gets yeah. to the bush often and they're, oh, that's such a cool image. What is it? Is it the aperture, the shutter speed? And it's no, it's the correct animal behavior. It, it, it captures yes, the mood exactly. of the animal. So, yes. so that to me, I like what you're saying there. You mentioned you're going to do Fugasa. Yes. Okay. For people listening, that's the Field Guide Association of South Africa. That's the qualification you need in order to work at a lodge and get into the guiding industry. So is that your goal? Yes, I want to. My goal is actually to work for WildEye because I want group. to. <laughs> we will. <laughs> I will. Uh, to work because like, all around the world, like like the Iceland thing that you've just been awesome. on. I don't know how you weren't wearing a beanie, but. Wasn't that bad? All... I think the cold, man. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think all around the world, the Mara is. I think the Mana, Mana Pool is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Luangwa. What what what's your favorite destination that you've been to? I haven't been to many. Uh, I've only really been to Kruger and Pilansburg. That's okay. it. You you spent um, a lot of time in Pilansburg, eh? Hey? That's where I spent. I haven't been to Kruger in about six years. So uh, uh, it's been a long time. I'm going next year for quite mm-hmm. long. But P- Pilansburg because I understand the park and I understand like the different the drainage line so that helps me with particular animals in those yeah. systems and um i think what's nice for me about pillsburg is i understand the patterns of most of the leopards in there so that's oh. how i managed to find them quite a lot mm. there's one leopard called clover which mm. i hate i haven't seen him in four years <laughs> and i know he's patterned like the back of my hand but i can't find him you think he's still alive yeah he's seen he's seen he was seen like two oh, so days ago. Seen. okay yeah he's seen a lot but i haven't seen him i think but like what's cool is when people see the common leopards, but mm. then you find one that is very skittish, seen yeah. a lot, but not photographed, and then you get the photos of him. That's yeah. I see, think that's, that's and also no 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 that's definitely. the that's the goal. That's yeah. a, I think that's the thing, is getting what's different where let's say like a female I've there's a particular female I've seen about sixteen times. Mm. And like I've got so many photos of her where it's different and they See my, my cat's annoying. That's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Through my curtain. Um, but like where they 
you know, they pose all differently, but I've seen, when you see them so many times, you get the same images a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But then when you get the different images, I think yeah. that's when you feel like sometimes, I guess if you're doing the same, getting the same image over and over and over, yeah. it can be very frustrating and you're not getting what you want as ah. a photographer. Mm. Uh, but then when you get the goal of getting something that not many other people have, like, yeah. for example, that cheetah image of the, where they align. There's three, yeah. For example. Yeah, like that, for example, or when when you when you like we spend six hours doing the exact same road. Yeah. On it straight away. No, we didn't take a break. Nothing. Yeah. And then from five until eleven, mm-hmm. and then we got a female leopard in in a tree, right? Like literally a meter from us for about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the th- kind of thing that makes makes it really enjoyable because. You put in more effort. When I think I feel when you're a photographer, you put in more effort to get the sightings than you do if you're necessarily a guide sometimes because mm. you want to get into that position where you can get that shot. Yeah. Whereas if you're a field guide, you will see this leopard 300 meters away. Like I'll use a Pillensburg guide, for example, and it'll be like, oh, it's a 5-5 visual, but it's one out of five and it's six, yeah. 600, 700 meters away. Yeah. And then you think like, really? No, no, no. And then not even if you have like a uh, that one thousand six hundred lens, you're not. It's, <laughs> it's like <laughs> those lenses are ridiculous. No, it's stupid, man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, I'm not going to let you get away with it. Five photographers who inspire you. Take the wild eye oh. out of the equation. Oh, one guy, guys, out the out of the equation. All right. Um, two years ago, I would have said David Yarrow. Believe it. <laughs> okay, why not now? Because of the shit that he's doing, like we all know, like all the it's not it's not wildlife. So just just, yes, just for said. people who don't know, what what has he done? Because so I'm I'm hundred percent with you. He baits animals into getting close to him so he can get particular photos. Yeah, so he does. That's and you shouldn't do that. That's interfering with the like mm-hmm. you say. You can't interfere, and only if something if you interfere to make something bad, you have to interfere to make it better. Yeah. Like where if you you just interfering to make it mm. to like you're interrupting the animal's natural behavior as well. Sure. I think I um, think with, with him, it's look, baiting's wrong. He should be flogged in the street for that. But mm. but but the thing is, he people like him. They are not wildlife mm. photographers per se. They are a photographer who sometimes includes wildlife. Then you put a model in front of an elephant to get attention. Yeah. So, is, is he that a great, no, it's horrible. Is he a great photographer? Yes, he is. Oh, is he a definitely. wildlife photographer? No, I don't think no, so. No. But we, we and still he takes pictures of captive animals as well. Yeah, and then Salzburg is real. Yes, exactly. Which is just horseshit. Okay, so two years ago it was him, it's not anymore. Who's the other five? Right. Uh do you know David Lloyd? Yes. David Lloyd's probably my favorite photographer. Mm-hmm. Um I feel he's like he's tomorrow. Yes, he was the one who he's the one who really inspired me to get the close-up portraits. I think he's the one that really inspired me that side. Mm. I think do you know Rodney Nombekana? Yes. No. Yeah, Rodney. He's one of my. He's been a mentor to me for about a year now. Okay. And so, like, he worked under Kevin Richardson for a while. So, I think Rodney's up there. Mm -hmm. Um, I like I like uh, Charles Jung, but I don't like his editing. Mm. Um, that's an interesting one eh um because i mean he, he got famous with the with those black leopard shots in the forest yes and yes. look i mean i would probably give my nephew nut to go and see that scene because it looks insane yes. 
But yes. I'm with you. The, the editing gets to a point where it's, and I get what he, he's trying to create like a dreamlike scene, but yes. it's not reality anymore. It's, it's photo art, some of the stuff, yes. rather than yes. straight up photography. Is he a talented mm. person? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's ridiculous. He talented. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you know me. what I saw? Well, one thing quickly to go yeah. a bit off topic of shots. No, go for it. You know what really annoyed me? I see he's got this 500 millimeter f4, mm. no lens hood. Oh, really? I was I, I lost my shit. It makes you like cringe, eh? Exactly. <laughs> like I don't know how you can do that. If you're an ambassador, I guess it doesn't matter because they'll if it breaks, they'll give you another one. No, sure. <laughs> like why? Just why? <laughs> my God. friend and I always joke about that. This one guy's got a um, I think he had a 600 f4 or 400 2.8 or something with a yeah. D850. No lens hood, no protection, mm-hmm. nothing. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you got to practice then, day photography, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my the people that get the most high end cameras and shoot JPEG. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel you. Yeah. That, that's just like that, that's pain. Yeah. Shoot exactly. Why? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think so. Shazrings up there. I like. Z- Z- Zali's pictures. I really like his pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his pictures are awesome. There's so there's so many, but I think I think if I was to pick, I'd say David Lloyd. Yeah. Rodney. Yeah. Um, do you know Thomas Vajayan? I know the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indian guy. Yes. Yes. Him. I love his pictures. And then uh, Heinrich. How many is that now? Now you're on six. Now you're good. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so tell me this i mean we we shared a couple of whatsapp ma- uh, not whatsapp um instagram messages a couple of days ago and there's a couple of these groups where it's like the young photographers group or, or something like this young wildlife right. photographers south africa yeah okay so that tells me that there's quite a few young photographers up and coming they're all south african i'm assuming yes yeah yes so i mean lot. just i mean as a shout out who are the people that you engage with regularly on instagram and who you guys play off? Because I know you guys did, did some lives and all these kind of things. Who are the people mm. you spend time with speaking photography, both online and in the real world? Oh, geez. Um, my, my, one of my best friends, Riku. I think you, oh, I got you to follow him the yes. other day. Um, my, my, my best mate, um, Jenna, as you mm. know. Um, uh, our little squad that we told you about. Yes. Uh, Gabby, uh-huh. um, uh, Thomas, and Jaden. Those ones are... Um, okay. I'll give you their Instagram handles. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But those, because we talk on a daily basis, but not just photography, we talk about anything. Okay. And then it can come to, we next thing we'll see a picture that we all don't like on Instagram and we'll talk about what we think could, should be done better. And then yeah, everything like that. Have you guys all done a trip together? No, we, that's what we're planning to do with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should a, look at something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, tell me quickly, the, the value of something like that photographer's group. I mean, I, I literally, I, I, didn't, I just found a link somewhere. And that's why I sent you to say, who's running this thing? What is the goal yeah. of that? Is it for someone to manage it for them? Is it for you guys to get audience? Because there's like 130 followers on there. Is it, yes. what, what's the point with that? I think that's to get um, to, so my sister runs it. Well, well what am, I call her my sister. But anyway, so like, She's uh, 13 and she's trying to run that with a couple of people who are older. As one is 12 years old, I don't know why they're running it, but like, I just don't see, I don't see it going anywhere. The whole point was to get, to get um, exposure for the young wildlife 
photographers sure. that don't let's say get the recognition that let's say let's say like take Jenna for example like her pictures are really awesome mm-hmm. and then she gets a lot of recognition but let's say someone whose pictures are just as good yeah. doesn't get that recognition yeah 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 um but I feel as to I think it's just to get that audience to be fair yeah. okay. um. There was meant to be some kind of trip involved where uh-huh. some I think Zali was meant to get get organized a student trip okay. to Mala Mala or something, but I don't know how you're gonna do that with sixty something people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can tell you now, Mala Mala won't won't give you rates for that. <laughs> exactly. Um, see, because I mean, I'm thinking, and I, I, I want to get to your own branding and your how we can build your profile example, mm. but something like, and I mean, I'm putting this out here. If, if all of your squad listens to this, right? This is an mm. open invite. For example, if you guys want reach, if you want to get your work out there, so an Instagram handle is fine. It's cool to have the group unless it's managed by a profile that's high and, and helps to pull that up. It's not going to do much. It's, mm. You might as well then create a second account for yourself and just share that out. So Exactly. What if you that's guys... That's what I did. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah I've, I've seen you've got a couple, aren't you? Different ones. I've got lots of... I've got a lot of different accounts. Yeah. Are they, are they all other based? No, I've got personal one for my art, yeah, and then my two photography ones. Okay, so, so but what we can do, for example, so even though I mean down the line, you guys could look at creating a combined website with a young photographer, or something, or give it a name, whatever the case is. What yeah. about now? Is if you guys were to once a week send me one of your favorite images each and give me like just a short sentence. This was taken with a seven one hundred. Um, it was in Pilansburg. This is why I like it. I'll post that on the blog every single week. So, which means people, and that would link to each of your Instagram profiles. So even though it's not on Instagram, you have to go to where the real world is. So if you guys yeah. feel like, chat to your group and see if you'd be keen on that. Um, once a week on a Friday, email me your shots. I put it on the blog, share it out, and that goes onto the Wild Eye platform. So you get followers. I mean, Wild Eye's got 60,000 followers. I'll share it out. All the guys will share it out. So mm. it's a nice way for you to get in front of a targeted audience. Like all mm. the people who read our blog are into photography. So they might yeah. think, hey, shit, this is cool. It's just a nice way to start building. So speak to your group, see what they think. Yeah, like like to go back about promoting and how like how big your audience is. And if you're promoting, whereas like if I'm promoting someone and I've only got 100 followers, mm. that's not going to do much. But if I've got 80 or 1,000, mm. then it's going to do a lot more. So yeah. like, for example, like Pillensburg's official Instagram page, mm-hmm. like that's helped me because I've got featured quite a few times on there. Yeah. But like, and that's got, I think, 70,000 followers. So mm. so that's the kind of thing that's going to help. Wherever, like, I don't know if you know Big Cat's nature photography. Mm. Well, like, I've got featured there, and I got, what, 1,000 likes. But, like, it hasn't got, it didn't help me much. Yeah. Because it's only got, it's only got about 500,000 5, followers. Yeah. 5,000 followers or something. The thing is, the game has changed. Um, likes don't mean shit anymore on Instagram. They want you yeah. to save stuff then share, then comment and like in that order. But the thing is, if you write a blog, which is off Instagram, so think about this, and this is where YouTube also beats the shit out of Instagram right now. Because if you post to your, let's say you've got a thousand followers, you post to them, only between 17 and 24% of people that follow you see it. That's exactly. So now instead of having a thousand people, you have 170, or let's call it 200 people following that sees it. We did an exercise in the office a while ago where all of us posted an image, like three, two, one, go to our individual feeds. Boom. I only saw some of the guys' pictures two days later because the algorithm feeds it to me. Okay. Exactly. So the thing is, if you now, if I say to you, okay, I, I did a post 
four years ago on a leopard, go and check it out. Jeez, you're going to scrap down until endlessly. But if it's on a blog somewhere, you can keep on pushing it back to your story, back to your story, back to your story. So you can DJ that same content out, which is a, which is a yeah. great thing. People think of Instagram as the end goal. Mm. It's not. Instagram should be um, a place to get attention and then distribute to your own website, to your own blog, to your own yes, email I'll address. Because otherwise, I mean, what's going to do on Instagram? Yes, it is a massive business tool. And you have already, I mean, for yourself, built a nice following. But mm. it's, it's rented space where yeah. a website is your own space. Or if you, if you guys do a blog um, once a week for me on the wildlife site, then that's permanently mm. yours. It's a different thing, hey? Mm. Different thing. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a plane ticket right now. Which reserve anywhere in the world are you going to? Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> the Wild Aymara camp. Good call. It'll blow yeah. your mind. No, it's, I think from a diversity point of view and the open, because it's open, you shoot open. Yeah. It's, it's madness. Absolutely madness. I think there's, I'll say Mara. However, some people would say it's a cliche, but it is, but it's madness, that place. Yeah. So like, the, I mean, the, the diversity yeah. in that place. Um, Ambassadorly as well. That, now you're talking, that is super photographic. That is the elephants with the Kim Kilimanjaro in the back, wide angle lens. And you are. That's the problem, though, is people say this is cliched, that's cliched. It's like, yes, you dick, but it's my shot now. I could exactly everybody's done it, but I've done it now. People ask, and I'm sure you must have had this don't you have enough lion images? Uh, oh, that, that annoys me. That no, is, it's like, no, Corin, I don't, because every exactly. single one is different. It's exactly. Like, no. That's my mom. Mom, that's my mom. My mom's yeah. like, you must get more variety of your image. And I'm like, yes, I get I must get more variety. So mom's but a tough, these... toughest critic. <laughs> uh no, yeah. My mom's like, I don't like that edit. Even though when she tries to edit pictures, she's like, I tell her, and I'm like, so here's mine and here's yours. Which is better? Oh. <laughs> it feels like you can get some family hassles from this one, huh? Yes, yeah. <laughs> no. Nah, um, um okay, so I think we, yeah. I think, like, I'd say I haven't been to Sabi Sand. I'd want to go there. Mm-hmm. Thorny Bush, that's that's Simbambili that you were. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I mean, anywhere in the sand, Thorny Bush, um, all of those. Malamala, Lundalozi. It's just stupid. It, it actually, you sometimes think this is just ridiculous. I mean, how, and, and people listening that have been to Sabi Sands will know. It's like, how do you go out every day and see one, two, three, four leopards per drive? It's just not right. Per drive? Easy. There was, there was, and it depends on time and everything. There was one time at Mala Mala, I think their record, if I remember correctly, one of the guys saying, in a single drive was 17 different leopards. Yeah. Jeez, okay. And I've only seen, I've seen 19 different leopards in Pillensburg in my so whole you, life. So you beat Mala Mala, man. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> no, no but I think my most in a day, mm-hmm. I think my most in a day is three different leopards. That's so. <laughs> That's yeah. good guy. I've hit that quite a few times. I've had yeah. that quite a few times. My most, I think my best was, I think in four days, I had eight different leopards. All in um, Pelansburg? Yeah. That's good going. Hey? I think I've seen like two leopards ever, ever in Pelansburg. Like ever. Uh, I see all the time like now, mm. nowadays. That's crazy. Okay, so pe- people are going to hopefully come and give you some love on Instagram. Describe your type of wildlife photography. What do you go for? Well, I try to be different. Like, I feel like as I spoke about David Boyd, like his mm-hmm. portraits are very unique, I find. Okay. 
I think I try to be I try to be as unique as possible when when it comes to portraits, I try to be as close as I can for some portraits or mm-hmm. and then when it comes to more habitat kind of shots, I try to be as wide as I can. Sure. And then when I'd want an animal, let's say moving, I'd want it to just show the intense movement, mm-hmm. etc., nice. with maybe a bit of with a bit of bokeh or, or whatever. But then so it's like but it's, very, it's very much based on animal and almost based, documentary. Yes. It's pretty much that. I try to show you what I am seeing. Nice. I don't try and make it as artistic. Obviously, yes, there is time to make it artistic, but that's not for my kind. That's not from that, that kind of page that I'm running. Mm. That's more for a, a, a blog where, like a guy I know, Byron Krobler, who yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got his page, and then he's got one where he goes, all creative, makes an image purple with art and everything. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's, that's, that's good because I don't... I, I'd like I like to see that, but I don't want to see it on a actual where you're actually documenting what you're no, seeing sure. with your own eyes. I was, I was uh, but I think sorry, like, trying to I think trying to try document what I am seeing. Like a guy, a good mate of mine, he he tries to show them as cl- represent the scene as it was as it was shown to him. Mm-hmm. Don't try. I don't want to make it look like okay. I've got a leopard in a tree. But I'm going to make it look like it was taken in the Mara, mm. for example. Oh, people do but, that all the time, hey? I've won, I've once done that, but I actually made it look good. So I had a sunset. My parents actually, this was a combined image, like this is a creative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, my parents were in Madig, where this was an oxy thousand. Okay. It was back back when there was only two, three lodges there. <laughs> and <laughs> they had a took a picture of a sunset, and I had a picture of a cheetah, mm-hmm. right, walking in the open in Pilansburg. And with her foot just standing still, mm-hmm. and there was a there happened to be a rock in that in that sunset. Sure. So I photoshopped the cheetah and made it black and stuck it on the rock, and it oh, looked right. as natural. And you looked as natural it? as. Yeah, I deleted it because I realized it's so scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> that like then, no. I think the big thing with that is is and this is where a lot of people bullshit is if you do that if you do composites, just mm. say it in the caption. That I did. But, but that's a good thing because there's so many people and you look at this and you think, Jesus, there's an elephant in front of Ed Kilimanjaro. There's Northern Lights fucking over the mountain and there's a polar bear <laughs> in the front corner. It's like, I think there's something wrong. I mean, that's obviously yeah. a dream, but so many people don't, they're not honest about what they do, yeah. about their photography. Like, what I like about yours and people, when they look at your work, they'll see it's, it's legit straight up wildlife. This is what it is. That's what it looks like. And that, that's, yeah. that's the essence of what we do. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And like, have you seen those pages where it's all over the Mara, but they show an elephant with a lion sitting on the on the trunk, and then a buffalo in front, rhino in the back, and say, "This is the big five experience you get when you're on safari with us." Those those companies, right? We've had so many fights with them because they would steal our images. Like there was one recently that Tanzanian operators love doing this. They'll steal mm. images, post. Yeah, the Tanzanian, the Serengeti ones. They took us. They took an image of mine where. It's, I don't know if you've seen, it's a, it's a, a game viewer. The track is on front and then the leopard is sitting right in front of him like this. Mm. Like, they stole that image. You can even see Sabi Sabi on the door and they posted <laughs> it on theirs saying, come for safari experiences like this. I'm like, so we take them on, but it, it happens all the time. It just, mm. it's the unethical nature of the business. It's just yeah, shocking. I've seen it. It's like uh, a lady, I know, called Vessels who oh, operates. Yeah. Do you know her? Yeah. yeah, she's been on many trips with me, yeah. Yeah, and then... 
So she had two male lions fighting in, uh, I think it was in Khalakhadi or something. Mm-hmm. And they oh, were yeah, clawing, shot, yes. it, clawing at everything. And someone stole that image, right? And they yeah. took out the one lion and changed it and, and photoshopped it to a tiger. I mean... Holy hell, what? really? Yeah. And then the one person made it an elephant and saying, this is the kind of big five experience you get. And I mean... Uh. I mean, look, I think it's it's people like yourself, myself, what we do, all of your your guys. It's our duty and privilege to be able to show the real thing. People yes. will piss it up. They will they will mess around with. But but that's why we need yeah. to keep on doing what we're doing. And that's why I yeah. feel people like yourself and your and your age group needs to be focused, needs to get attention because you're keeping that going. And that's a big yes. deal. That's a big deal. Exactly. Like when I first started, like I didn't have any editing software that when I like. I only actually started getting like proper editing software last year because I've been doing photo, uh, photography and stuff for a long time, but I've never, last year during lockdown was actually when I realized this is what I wanted to do nice. because I was going to go, I was actually, I was planning to go overseas for cricket. I was going to go to England, okay. um, but then lockdown happened and I went through so many, I went through 20,000 pictures sure. every day. I was just going through my pictures yeah. and then I realized and I started, then I created the Instagram page. And that's when I realized that this is what I wanted to do. Nice. Okay. And, and then, then I got the editing software. And before that, I just used a, the built-in editing that came with my phone. And, you know, you can make things look so fake then. Oh, yeah. And like, so, so and now you, if you look at the raw file nice. compared to the end one and you're like, jeepers. Whole different. Whole different. Yeah. Tell me, um, so you're on Lightroom now in Photoshop. Yeah. And what computer are you using? I'm using a, it's an old one. I've got a Lenovo G500. I okay. don't know. No, I'm just asking because with it next filters, I'm going to give you the the Mac, uh, the, the PC version, but I'll, I'll speak to you offline about that. Quick one, fast forward 10 years from now. What yeah. would you have liked to accomplish with your photography? I want, oh, I want to, this is a massive goal. Oh, 10 years from now, I'd be 27. Mm. Um, almost, geez, almost 28, that's scary. But um, no, dude, don't, don't start talking age with me. Carry on. Old age is hitting in. Yeah, old age at 27. Sweet Lord. What do you think? Okay, no. okay, I'm, I'm no, about I to stop think... the podcast if you carry on. No, I'm joking, man. Carry on. I know. Uh, Sabi Sands, I want to have photographed. My dream photograph is a massive male leopard in an in open military with cloudy skies in the background. Nice. Okay. And what? And there's one tree in Pilatsburg. Which mm. I've had a chance to do that. I haven't had a leopard in it, and then the elephants knocked over that tree. And there's the only one tree like that. There's yeah. lots of marula trees, mm-hmm. but there aren't any like that. Yeah. And it overhangs the road as well. Because in Pillarsburg, you can't go off road. Yes. And it overhangs the road as well. And I was like, oh, wow. Why? And then the one that comes and so, so he says, guys, yeah. And he goes, one comes and he's like, guys, we're presuming it's elephants. I've also seen mating squirrels do this. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. How many pictures do you have of mating squirrels? Exactly. I mean, not many people have that, to be yeah. honest. No, that's Heinrich. That's Heinrich. Heinrich's oh. got a proper setup now. He's got a R6 and a 400 F4. R6. That's nice. That, I mean, mm. I had a, a couple of my people on my, my Sabi Sabi workshop recently. Two of them had the R5, R6 combo, and then the rest had Sony A, A1, A9, whatever the case oh. is. Those cameras um, are I've got a quick question. I've got a quick question. So when you guys, let's say you guys have guests with you, do you sponsor them? Do you guys rent gear to them? Or... Uh, no, no, we can. So we, 
we have a full rental stock of Canon and Nikon, pretty much from 1424 all the way to the 600s and some camera bodies. But we also work with people, with companies close by that they honor rates to us. So I can get you anything on a rental basis. So when people come over, let's say from the US and they don't want to travel with their own 600 because of the ball lake with travel, then mm. we, can, we can have it from this side. So during the Mara season, a lot of our stock goes up to the Mara camp and then people can rent it on the spot. So yeah, yeah it is something that we do, yes. I think, so would I be able, so instead of me going to outdoor photo and renting, yes. would I be able to rent from you guys? Yes. Okay, because the problem there is the paperwork and everything's a mission mm. there. Yeah. Well, I'm sure with you guys, I just need to sign a contract, done. Yeah. It's also, it's also that what we could do is, I mean, is if you do want the rental stuff, come and speak to me, drop me a message, and I can easily arrange that. And we'll do preferential rates and everything. Right. So if it's available, you're more than welcome. Yeah. I want to, do you mind if I, if I talk to you about Heinrich quickly? Go for it. Uh, so Heinrich is, uh, Heinrich, please listen to this, mate. Because um, <laughs> I'm not doing this for nothing. Um, so he's a photographic guy in Pilansburg. He's done stuff in Sabi Sands yes. and Kruger. He's awesome in Kruger. Yeah. Um, I think he managed in Kruger. His record is 12 different leopards in one day. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I've only seen two leopards in my whole Kruger life. So there's yeah. much better there. Um, I think uh, so anyway so Heinrich founded the Pilensburg Leopard Project in 2015 and okay. now there's been a total of 60 something different leopards identified over that period oh wow and I just want to show you like this, this, this there's a story uh, I'll call it a story right but mm -hmm. it's about this male leopard and uh, he is the father we assume we mm -hmm. think so of Clover right that okay. I told you about but Heinrich has got a picture of this guy mm -hmm. Yes, that's a bus, huh? Yes. Now they said, no, I've never seen anything like it. And oh. Clover killed this guy. Oh. So, oh. Uh, territorial fight, even though oh. it's a. Uh, <laughs> so he started, this guy was old and he started moving to the east and they eventually invaded with Clover. And Clover was like two years old then. Okay. Clover was a, Clover's quite a big boy, but he's not as big as this car was. Yeah. He, but through, and I, I've got a picture somewhere. But he clever but through his skull. What the hell? And but through his whole but through his head. Jeez. And his whole through his brain, everything. Yeah. And he was then the guy and my guy was still breathing. The leopard was still alive, just like that. And that it just, I feel like and then they had him on the back of a bucky and and tried to take him to the vets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like But he didn't make it, huh? Oh no, he died two minutes later. Yeah. So tell me I mean, this this Pilans, what's it the Pilansburg Leopard Foundation? What's it called? Pilansburg Leopard Project. Okay, so um, do they have Instagram? Do they have a website? Yes, and stuff Facebook. Like Facebook. It's got about on Facebook, it's got about eight thousand members. Do me a favor, yeah. when we're done here, can you please just send me the Facebook link so I can add it into the description so people can go find it? Yes, please. Okay. And then I'll send or, I'll let Heinrich know. Instagram because, or whatever. I mean, send no, me Heinrich's um, Instagram link as well, and I'll hook that up as well so people can find him as well. Yeah. I feel like because I feel Heinrich was one of the guys who I've been looking after Heinrich for goodness knows how long. That's cool. And the way, and he's seen pretty much all of those leopards. He's seen, yeah. I think he's got a total of now 56 different leopards. That's a big number. Yeah. It's a big ass I think number. he's got the most. He's got yeah. the most. No, and then cool. another guy called Fat Man Jay, he started another group called the Leopards of Pillensburg. Wait, what? Sorry, uh, Fat Man Jay. Yeah. It sounds like someone who's going to open a concert for Eminem. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jay on the stage. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a, like a wildlife photography, you know what I mean? Now, he's more of a guide. He does okay. do photography on the side, but he's more of a guide. As okay. well. I went with him and it was also really good. Within three minutes, we had three leopards. Nice. Okay. So, no, send, yeah, send, me, so, send me all the links to these people and the project yeah. and what have you, and I'll, I'll link that up as well. And then, people, yeah. For people who want to find you online, tell me which two Instagram handles they need to go look for. I think it's just this one, really. This is the main one. The other one I don't post on. But I it, think the last... Dot Market Photography. What is it? Dot Market Dot Wildlife. Dot Wildlife. Okay, I'll, I'll put that yeah. in the description as well. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to get people to come and check you out online. And I'm gonna, we'll talk about Nick Filters offline. And then, um, yeah, we'll talk about down the line, I think, a trip with a group of young photographers. Do something with it. And mm. not, not just for shits and giggles to go out there, but both to, I think upskill you guys more to get you more attention um put some nice gear in your hands so we can shoot the top stuff and i think just start creating a community for the up-and-coming people because i don't think yeah. it's getting enough attention i don't yeah um do that like i left that young wildlife photography because that's not benefiting yeah so, so maybe you know what as as a sideline if you can go i mean drop me a mail or a whatsapp whatever and, and tell me what you, and maybe talk to your, your, your squad about this, right? Is what would they like to see from a group like that? What would, what would help you guys? Send me a WhatsApp on that and let's see what we can do. Yeah. Lacquer. But listen, um, I am going to wrap this thing up and I'm going to get this live. Thank you so much for your time. We finally got it right. I mean, we've tried a couple of times. There was tech issues and whatnots. But yeah. um, maybe also down the line is let's get like three or four of you guys together and we'll do like a, a like a, open discussion four or five on uh, on the podcast and we go from there yeah i'll get them around it like, and your plans now you got any shooting coming up um well borders are closed so i can't go to Pilantburg, unfortunately yeah. um i was planning to go within the next couple of weeks which yeah. is a bummer so nothing much but eh? not really there's a place called red clay which is in pretoria which has the buffalo there is in quite incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no um, that's cool gives you time so, gives, you, gives you time to get stuck into your lightroom man eh? Yeah, and the serval there as well. There's, they have quite a lot really? of serval. Yeah, I haven't seen it there. I've never seen a serval in my life. Yeah. Well, go well, to Ridplay, man. Maybe get lucky. Yeah, I've been to Ridplay quite a few times, but we're looking in the wrong place. <laughs> That's the always place. the case, man. It's always yeah. the case. Yeah, and you always blame it. Oh, we weren't there. Yeah. And then next thing you know, we were in, then you go past this one area and you spend two hours looking in this area. Yeah. Literally a minute after you leave, we've got a leopard right next to the road. And oh, we're of like, course. Killing a baby black We were just there. That's yeah. one of the things that when, when, and I know from the guiding industry, you must have heard this as you get to a place, it's like, hey, how's it going? No, like, uh, you guys will not believe what I saw yesterday or last week. It's always, when you get to a place, the guy's always like, you won't believe what we saw yesterday. Look, dude, I don't care what you saw yesterday. I'm, I'm caring what you're going to show us today. That's, that's exactly. the more important conversation. Exactly. But, um, okay, my, my dog's very upset with me at the bottom here. He's jumping up and down. Um, cool. Josh, thank you for your time. It's been really right, cool. Right, we'll man. do this again down the yeah. line. Um, and then what we can do as well is to talk about that blog that you guys can do for us. I'm going to speak to you now offline about Nick Filters and we can go from there, man. Thank you. Right, I'll let them, I'll let all of them know. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for your time. We'll chat to you again. All right. Cool, man. Good stuff. Cheers. Guys, if you have any Cheers. questions for Josh, I'm going to put all his details in the description for this podcast. Go and check him out on Instagram and then, yeah, we'll maybe see him on the, him and, and, and his squad down the line on more videos and podcasts. If you want yeah. to follow me, Online, Jerry Fennevolt. It's email jerry at wildeye.co.za. Wild eye, two words with a dash in between.co.za. 
As always, thanks for your attention and I will chat in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one. See you next time.